Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcasting has made a lot of progress in 20 years for both listeners and creators, but the overall experience isn't all that different. However, some already here tech might drastically change things. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today, I'm going to talk about the singularity, or at least a singularity for podcasting, or better stated, some possible catalysts which might bring about the singularity for podcasting. Now, a quick primer for those of you who aren't quite familiar with this term, or maybe the astrophysicists listening right now who think I'm about to wade into the end of the universe debate. I am not. The singularity I'm speaking of is when an event or a series of events happens that makes the past of something, and podcasting in this case, unfathomable when looking back. Now, the typical view of the singularity is done in reverse of that from the point of view of someone from the past trying to comprehend post-singularity life. It's kind of like explaining orbital mechanics to an 8th century shipbuilder. It just wouldn't work. And also, uh, time travel is not likely to happen, so I like to do a slight twist where I look at it from the opposite direction. So with that out of the way, let's talk about five, well, four and a half maybe, uh, possible catalysts which could bring about the singularity event for podcasting. An event that is so profound and a change so drastic and making everything different that it really will be difficult to imagine what podcasting was like before this future event actually happened. So two quick things before I run down that list. The first is that I firmly believe that podcasting singularity event will be listener-focused, not creator-focused. You and I will have to continually adjust to new creation and distribution and other tools that help us make better podcast content that we can publish somewhere, but none of that is going to lead to podcasting's singularity. That's all behind-the-curtain stuff that's terribly interesting to us and very well may radically change how we make and publish and distribute our content. But the end users, you know, the people that we make these things for, they don't care about any of that. It'll be the listener experience that marks podcasting singularity moment when it comes. The second caveat here is that this is not a prediction. This is instead a look at some possible technologies that might have a shot at creating this singularity moment for podcasting. But as you're going to hear, each one of them have serious obstacles to overcome before they have a shot at doing that. And that's coming from a dude who is seriously optimistic about the future of podcasting. So let's jump into those five possible catalysts 
right after this. This episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout helps you launch a successful podcast with powerful tools, in-depth podcasting guides, and remarkable support. Learn why Buzzsprout is trusted by over 100,000 podcasters at buzzsprout.com. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. Smart speakers. Yeah, since that first black tube with the blue ring on top came out from Amazon, the smart speaker has had its diehard supporters who are convinced that this was going to be the interface of the future, and not just for podcasts. To a certain degree, they're right. I mean, today, smart speakers are owned by 25% of all American households. Isn't that crazy? American adults over 18, 25% own a smart speaker. And by the way, it's a speaker. It just does audio. So it makes sense that a speaker, a device that is only job is to transmit audio to our ears, would be the singularity bringer. But so far, that hasn't happened. And a big part of the for-your-ears nature of listening to podcast is part of it. It doesn't line up perfectly with the sounds coming from a speaker three feet away nature of a smart speaker. A bigger challenge, I think, for smart speakers, though, is that the interface is still really clunky, which brings me to the second candidate for the possible singularity of podcasting bringer, voice assistants. When feature phones evolved, if you will, into smartphones, the experience of engaging with your device became incredibly tactile. Prior to that, you pressed seven or maybe ten keys on a phone and then held the thing up to your ear. No need to look or fidget with it during your call. But phones today aren't phones anymore. They're attention-grabbing or demanding or sucking, pick your adjective there, communication and control interfaces for the world. But in order for voice assistants, programs that run on mobile devices and smart speakers, to really power a podcast listening experience without visual and tactile input from the listener, they're going to have to get a whole lot better. The good news is AI, machine learning, neural nets, natural language processing, the ingredients to all of these things are there to let us create some Jarvis-like interface that's always with you. I guess to play the next podcast in your queue and maybe do some more things beyond that. The third thing is wearables. Now, I'm old enough to remember walking around with a pair of Google Glass about a decade ago. But now there is talk, and actually a demo right now at CES, where there are 1080p displays in a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. But here's the challenge with that. Podcasts today aren't for your eyes. They're for your ears. Well, the good news is today's wireless earbuds 
really are mini computers. They've got their own chipsets. They talk back to one another. If we can couple the advances in voice assistance with some other sort of sci-fi looking hand gesture interface that communicates with those wireless earbuds of the future, then maybe Jarvis really can be in, or at least on, your head. The fourth is the metaverse. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is pouring in a fortune into building Second Life 2.0, as I call it. But the metaverse is actually possibly a contender for a service that might bring about the Singularity for podcasts. However, I doubt that listening to a podcast is high on the priority list for anyone living in a future metaverse, at least not in its audio-only or audio-first version today. But the metaverse could be a place to build better podcast communities and maybe even events for listeners to attend. Today, time and location dependencies are the big barrier for podcast events. But the metaverse gives promise of removing at least one of those things until Mark invents a time machine and fix that too. Now we come with Web3, and it's the time we talk about the blockchain, and it's worth keeping an eye on. Look, not for NFTs, crypto speculation, or other financial transactions, but as a different distribution method and a platform that might better empower curators. Now look, it's still very, very early, and all of the buzz seems more about rent-seeking than user-enabling. At least that's my take. But the decentralized nature of podcasting and the decentralized nature of the blockchain should have some obvious synergies. Do not ask me how it looks. I do not know. The current Web3 initiatives are very early, and I feel like I have a lot, a lot of catch-up to do before I can have a firm grasp on where this might take podcasting. Minus many heavy and intrinsic challenges, I think there might be something there. Maybe. So there you have it. Five current technologies that may bring about the future well, the singularity event of podcasting in the future, for singularity event of podcast listening to be very specific. I again remind you, I am not predicting any of these will be the key catalyst. Heck, I'm not predicting any of these will be anywhere near a catalyst for that. But they are interesting technologies and some developments that I think that you and I likely should keep our eyes on as we continue doing our work to make podcasting better. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. Podcast pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. 
The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.